All right. So this is the last teaching week in a series that we've been talking about habits. And I don't know if you've been catching the visual. I haven't brought much attention to it. But how many of you know the little habits can build into some big things in our lives, just like those dominoes that we see up on the screen? And so that's the idea. The, the big picture thesis of this series goes like this. Who you are at the very end of your life, who you're becoming as you develop as a person, is based on the commitments that you make and the habits that you develop. And so you and I are developing habits all the time. Most of the time we don't think about it, but we spent these six weeks really kind of pressing in and saying we want to develop these things in our lives so that we can grow. And so we talked about, you know, the ideas if you want to grow intellectually, you have to develop some study skills. If you want to develop socially, you've got to develop some people skills. If you want to develop emotionally, you've got to develop some process skills. Um, you know, if you, if you want to grow, or should I say, shrink physically. Um, you've got to develop some workout skills or some nutrition skills. And uh, then we've been talking about what about spiritual habits and the spiritual habits that we form, that we put inside uh, us that will help us grow. You remember, you remember right at the beginning of the series, if you were around, um, where I kind of gave the picture of what if, what if uh, you know, my name was Chef Boy or Sean, and we made some macaroni and cheese, and you just, you came on Sundays, and you just loved this macaroni and cheese. I mean, it was the best macaroni and cheese that you ever had. But what if the only time that you ever partook was when um, you walked through these doors? And that's the thing, that the idea of, of growing spiritually and the whole idea of the series is what happens, how do you grow spiritually on your own? As a youth pastor, I would challenge students all the time, you know, don't graduate from youth group and graduate from God, because that's, that's the way statistics kind of paint the picture, but it doesn't have to be that for you. If you learn how to feed yourself and, and grow spiritually yourself, um, these things will change your life. And so that's been the idea with this series. Um, let's go ahead and stand and read our key scripture today. We're going to be looking um, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse uh, 16. Would you read it together with me? One, two, three. Every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up. We are made perfect in love. Father God, we want you to speak to us, break through, and speak to us in a real way like only you can do. We want to be different as a result of being in your presence and being here with your body this morning. Amen and amen. You can be seated. All right. So when you hear the word church, uh, uh, just out in public, you know, we've got a lot of different perceptions, don't we? You know, if you come from a Catholic background, it might be the word Pope. If you come uh, from no church background at all, and you, th you, you might think of the, the Bible, and the Bible for you, if you have no connection with it, no relationship with it, it might seem like, well, this is a, an ancient document. This is, this is uh, you know, something that is centuries old. You might think of words like, you know, antiquated. You might think of uh, the words irrelevant. Um, you might think of, you know, outdated. Or you think of a building. You know, you think of the place where uh, people gather to worship. And so people have all these different ideas. There's, and there's a lot of misconceptions about what the church is. And so what I want to do in just a few minutes is remind us um, what the Bible teaches that the church is and then kind of lay it out to us and say, do you want to be involved in that? Do you want to be a part of what um, God is doing with the church and make it a habit as a part of your life? Because I really believe that this is a spiritual habit um, this morning. So let's just review very quickly where the church came from. 
You're at one church today out of 400,000 Christian churches that are meeting this morning in America. So that's just in America. There's millions of churches in the world, but where do they all come from? When Jesus walked the earth, you know, he comes and he says, I'm the God man, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove that I'm God. I'm going to die on the cross and I'm going to return in three days and I'll prove to you. And when that happened, those were there, that were there in the picture and then been following him went, this is for real now. And the, the Bible says that there were believers and the believers met together. And we read through this, uh, we read through this recently together, but just very quickly, let's go back to Acts chapter two, where it says on the day of Pentecost uh, was being fulfilled. All the disciples were gathered in one place. So watch as the progression goes here as we keep on reading. Seven weeks prior, Jesus dies on a cross and ascends to heaven. The believers are gathered together in this house and then something happens. The Bible describes it as this big kind of windstorm that, that happens and the skies uh, above them fill with the presence of Holy Spirit. And he just kind of makes himself known in this room, in this place. And what happened is when the believers there were filled with Holy Spirit, um, they began to speak in different languages. And the scriptures say, the Bible says that people came running to see what it was like. What is happening in that house? I got to check it out. Whether, you know, I want to be a part of it or not, we'll, we'll, we'll determine that later. But this is what it says. It says, now at the time, there were Jewish worshipers who had emigrated from many different lands to live in Jerusalem. And when the people of the city heard the roaring sounds, crowds came running to where it was coming from, stunned over what was happening because each could hear uh, the disciples speaking in his or her own language. Bewildered, they said to one another, aren't these all Galileans? So how is it that we hear them speaking in our own languages? Then it goes on to list uh, the lands where they were born, um, and I can't pronounce all of them, so we'll just skip over those verses. And then it says, we hear them speaking of God's mighty wonders in our own dialects. They all stood there, says, dumbfounded and astonished, saying to one another, what is this? What's this phenomenon? But others poked fun, saying they're just drunk on new wine. How many of you know 2,000 years later, that's still the two perceptions that are kind of the outlooks that you have when people come and visit the church? They're either blown away by who God is, and they want to be a part of it, or they're kind of mocking and making fun of it. And so what happened, if you keep on reading... Um, Peter, he preaches a very simple message to the church, the, 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 the people that are gathering there. You are designed to have a relationship with God is basically the message that he preaches. And it says down in verse 41, those who believed the word that day numbered 3,000. They were all baptized. Talk about a baptism service that day and um, added to the church. This is the birthday of the church. This is where the church was born. So fast forward the clock 2,000 years to where we are today. We're in a building that used to be, um, you know, uh, metal walls. A concrete floor, and this room that we're in was a room that was used to manufacture A-frame ceiling trusses uh, for buildings. That was its original purpose, and God gave uh, pastors Brett and Tenna a vision to come here and make this uh, building a place where we could come together as the church and worship Him, and so now it is a place of worship, and you know, so we're just one of 400,000 churches in the United States meeting this morning, one of millions that are meeting all over the world, and we call this church because it's where we are. It's where the believers gather, right? So the response the people saw, they, they, they stood there amazed or they stood there and they were mocking. My question to us today is what's our response? And um, the first thing that uh, I want you to write down, it's actually, if you're taking notes, you can go to the backside of the bulletin. 
Um, I don't have a, a spot for this on your notes, but uh, go ahead and put that first slide up there. Is I'm, what I'm saying here this morning, when I'm saying others, is develop the habit of being involved with people in ministry in the body of Christ. That's what we're leaning into this morning. So um, didn't have space to put that on the bulletin, and the, uh, but you can, you can make it fit in there. That's where we're leaning into. So did any of you grow up in the church, uh, this one or another? Um, you know, remember when you're in Sunday school class, like, you know, maybe four years old, and the Sunday school teacher would say, you know, this is the church, this is the steeple, open it up, and these, ah, then it's like, there's the people, right? It's like, mind blown, right? That was so creative and amazing. Um, that's the message of the church, right? Right now, we're in a building, concrete, steel, all the, all the different pieces that we put together to, to be in this place today. And, you know, the scripture talks about us finding other people on the journey. That's an important part of our spiritual growth. You get people together. The church is us. It's the people in the steeple, underneath the steeple. And, and so you get those people together, and you do life, and you serve together. That's the church. God designed us to be involved with one another. God designed us to be dependent on one another. We talked about that, you know, when we were talking about uh, attending church. Week two is a spiritual habit for a lot of reasons, but core to it is that we need each other. My sword is for the enemy. My shield is for my brother, right? We're fighting for each other. And so dependency is not a bad thing. When you and I were born, we were dependent on our parents to feed us and to nurse us and to change our diapers and clothe us and care for us. But then you start growing up, right? And you learn to walk. You become a toddler. Your parents maybe put a bucket on your head for fun and just videotape to see what would happen. And, you know, but then you get rid of the diapers and you wipe your own tush-tush eventually. And, and then as a teenager... You want your independence, and so you go to your room, and you maybe turn on that screen and focus on that a little bit more than the people around you, or your iPad, or you turn on some tunes, and you want to be an individual. That's a normal part of growing up, right? But the reality is, as we grow, you were designed by your creator, all of us, to be connected with other people, right? To even be dependent on each other. And so as you grow, hopefully you kind of make this turn and bounce back to finding relationships with other people um, who can help you continue to grow. It's this whole wise walking with the wise thing that we spent a long time in in the book of Proverbs because Proverbs kept on bringing it up, right? Um, We spend a, a lot of time there. So think about this. We're dependent on other people for our physical needs through life. So why would it be so weird to think that we would be dependent on one another for spiritual needs? That's, that's, that's kind of the question we're posing today. That's the way that God has designed the church is that we would be dependent on another. That's the church. So in your notes, I put the question, what's your response to this? On, on the left column, I put the world's message and in the middle is God's message and on the right is the church's response, all right? So first of all, the world's message I am all I need. A lot of people say that. I don't need to go to church. I'm all I need. You may have have experienced this before. This isn't fictitious. Probably for many of us in the room, if you've invited somebody to church, you might have heard somebody say, well, I don't need that. I'm good on my own. Just Jesus and my Bible. Uh, you've probably heard that conversation before. And guess what? That's, that's part of what we've been talking about, right? The, the first letter in our acronym, the acrostic that we've been going through is hang time with God. We need personal time with Jesus. But then what happens when we hit a wall and something um, kind of erupts in our life? What's our, our, our initial response as human beings when um, just chaos erupts in our life? We'll go to the person that's next closest to us and we'll go, help, help. I need help. And we were designed as the church 
to be a shoulder for each other, a shield for my brother, a shield for my sister, right? And so we've been designed that way. And so, you know, when you're not with other people and you're living alone, isolated and insulated, what the scripture says is we are lost. You're an orphan. So that's when God calls your name, you're connected and you run to him and you run into relationship with him and others. That's the church. And so the world's message says, I'm all I need. God's message says, you're an orphan without Christ. And the church's response is, we gather. We get together. That's important to who we are and is our identity in Christ in the church. So when the orphans are connected to a parent, right, you, you, you become a part of the family. So this is where the family gathers. We gather together. That's what this is. So the world's message, next one. Um, the second one is, I plan my life. The Bible says, let the Lord give you some direction, right? I, I want to speak into your life. So the church's response when we get together is that we would seek his direction together. We want to know what you have for us this morning. Wasn't it a beautiful place that God directed us and led us in worship this morning? That, none of, that wasn't planned, <laughs> you know, but God took us there. Um, so that's the second one to write down. You gather together, you seek God's direction. And uh, the third one, the world's message is I'm in control. God's message is, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm in control. And the church's response to that is, I'm going to worship you because you're in control of everything. You're the creator of everything. You're the creator of the universe. And my only response to that is, I'm going to worship you. So that's what we do when we get together. Worship is so much more than just singing. Um, you can worship God in a lot of different ways, but the focus is, God, you're in control. And so I'm going to worship you with everything that I've got. The last bullet point here is, is personally, we think, well, I, you know, I can use people. I can use people to accomplish my ends. And I we wish we could spend some more time talking about this. We use people all the time in a bad way. People use us. We use people. Um, that's kind of the cycle of the world. Every person in here has probably been used in some way. And the reality is um, we've probably used people in some way um, just because we're human. But um, here's, here's what happens. Um, chances are every person in here has been used by somebody else in some way for something. But God's message is I use people, but in a totally different way. I, that's, that's what we were talking about last week, right? When we were talking about carrying his name. You know, God could choose to use anybody, but for some reason, he's choosing to use me. He's choosing to use you. He's choosing to use you to carry his name. We're carriers. That's a, that's a spiritual habit number five that we talked about. And so the church's response um, to God using people is we, we rely on one another. We as the church body, we don't do life alone. And so I want you, as you look at those four words that we just wrote down, if you're taking notes, I want you to draw a big circle around them. Draw a circle around gather, seek, worship, and rely. And then right off to the side somewhere, church. That's what the church is. We gather together. We worship God. We seek his direction. And we rely on one another. That's what the church is. The church isn't I go to a building, I walk in the door, I sit down on my seat, I stand up, I raise my hands, I sit down again, I hear a message and I go home. That's not church. The, the church is us. We get together. There are, are the questions that, you, that we just you know, wrote down. Are, are there believers that gather? Do they, do they uh, worship? Do they seek him? And do they rely on one another? That's the church. So what I want to do as we move into the application is that I want to move us to some action. This is a, a spiritual habit. And if you're going to develop a habit, we've got to move on it, right? We've got to act on it. So to, to, to building this last spiritual habit into our lives, I put in your notes, getting involved 
in the church body. So this is the habit that I want to encourage you to develop or serving others if we're going with the acrostic this morning in the language there. So let me give us some things to think about really quickly. Number one, commit to God's plan for the church. Commit to his plan. And his plan is that you would be connected. You know, it's, it's one of the things that we have talked a lot about this year. And you know why we've talked about it a lot? You guys remember when we first uh, stepped in uh, last fall, we took several of you, if you were here, we took a chat survey. And the number one thing, the voice of the, of the body said that we need is we need to connect. And so we've been pushing into that. We've been pushing into it hard. You've heard me talk about it a lot. And that is why. And the thing, the thing is, I'm okay with that because it's God's thing. It's not my thing. It's God's thing. And so we're, we've been talking a lot about that. We've, been, we've created the, you know, the connect groups, which we have about 150 people that are meeting in different small groups and connect groups every week now. Praise God for that. So, you know, the thing is we, we need that face-to-face time. We need relational stuff. And so we're pressing into that. It's a good thing to dive into because it's God's idea. Be connected with one another. That's God's plan for the church. So you say, Sean, how can we know that? Well, if you haven't got the message through yet, let me just paint a picture again one more time one more way, okay? Because we've talked about this a lot, but here's a few more ways to look at this. The church is called the bride of Christ, right? And so we're his bride. And so what's our relationship with the bride of Christ? Let's look really quickly at how we connect with him. John 15, in your notes, Jesus is speaking. And he says, I am the sprouting vine and you are the branches. I want you to get your pen out again and circle vine, circle branches, and then draw an arrow back and forth between the two. Look at the connection. Jesus says, I'm the vine and you're the branches, as you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you, but when you live separated from me, you are powerless. So there's a connection there. Look at John 10. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, right? So circle shepherd, circle sheep, and then say that 10 times fast. Circle, shepherd, circle, shepherd. I can't, I can't do it. Uh, um, draw an arrow back and forth between shepherd and sheep. There's a connection, right? A connection between shepherd and the sheep. And Romans 8, don't be like cowering, fearful slaves. Instead, be like God's very own children, right? And now we call him, it says, Abba, Father. And so circle children, you're adopted into his family. You're called sons and daughters. Um, Then you're calling him father. So circle father and then draw an arrow back and forth. You see all those connections? Look at the relationship between Jesus and the bride as who we are as the church. We're called his bride. Father and child, shepherd and sheep, the vine and the branch. That's God's plan for us. It's his plan for us, his bride, that we would be connected. And so first of all, you've got to commit to that. You're not just committing to, you know, putting behinds in seats or attendance, but, you know, you're committed to connect. That's what the church is, life on life, right? Which brings us to number two, which is refuse to confuse attendance for spiritual growth. Refuse to confuse it. Some of you come every week and you have perfect attendance, but what if you're not growing spiritually? Well, that's what we've been talking about, right? What's wrong? Attendance can be kind of a lie, can it? You can come every Sunday, you can come even Wednesday nights, or, or, you know, I come all the time, but attendance doesn't really mean necessarily that you're growing specifically. You know, it's, it's doing the things that, being the church, do you gather together, do you worship, do you seek God, you know, do you, do, you, do you rely on one another? And by the way, there are many good churches in Rapid City that do all of those things, and we're just blessed to be a part of what God is doing in this town. So it doesn't need to be here. If God's calling you to another community in this town that is doing those things, go for it. 
And we're, we're excited about it and partner, you know, with God's work and movement in this city. And so, but don't confuse your attendance with spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is what happens in your heart, not with your feet, <laughs> right? It's not just by walking through the door. It's what happens. Here. It's all the things we've been talking about. You know, if we go back and, and look at the letters and the acrostic that we've been talking about, if you haven't been here, we've talked about letter H being hang time with God. How, what does your personal relationship with God look like? What does it look like when you spend time with him? Practice his presence. Learn to dig into his word. Learn to have a love for his word. Um, you know, learn to hear his voice is a super big part, important part of that. I wish we could have I've almost had two weeks for, for just that, or, or a month. <laughs> you could spend a long time just on that one. Um, a, attending church, which is so much more than just walking through the door, which we've been talking about this morning. Um, it's about my, my sword is, is for my enemy, but my shield is for my, my brother, right? It's for my sister. It's fighting for each other. It's life on life. Um, and if we keep on going down the acronym, uh, the letter B uh, to, where are we at? Uh, it's, it's learning to give generously, you know, a tithe of our whole lives, a tithe of all who, of who we are, learning to, to give not just our finances, but it's giving a tenth, a tenth of, of all we are because he's already given 100%, you know, so we had that conversation. Um, Shanna talked about investing in healthy relationships when the guys, a lot of the guys were out at men's retreat, and we spent a lot of time at men's retreat actually talking about that as well. And so both ways, me with others and others with me. And then last week we talked about carrying the name of Jesus. We are carriers of his glory. And what a privilege it is to just go wherever we're called to do and our purpose and our passion, and he can use that wherever we are. So wherever I planted and rooted myself. And so this, this week, it's, it's about investing myself missionally in my church to serve others. And so the last one, and I, and I saved this really for, for the, the biggest part of this discussion today, I want to encourage you to find your role, number three. Find your role, find your spot, however you want to say it, uh, in the church body. If you're part of our church family, did you know that you have a role? <laughs> you have a role. The church is where God's people gather, and you and I play a small part uh, of that picture. And what an enormous and tremendous blessing to be able to do that, right? The scripture that we opened up with, let me read it again for us. Ephesians 4, uh, verse 16 says, Every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of everybody, to all of us. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. Anybody give me an amen to that? That's, that's God's word to us. And if you, if you want a reading assignment this week, go and dig into 1 Corinthians 12. You know, many of us who have kind of grown up in the church, we've, we've read through that before. Every, it's each part of the body working together, right? The ear doesn't say to the eye, you should be an ear. And, and, you know, the ear has a part, the eye has a part, the nose has a part, the mouth has a part, and then all the parts fit together, right, for the good of the body to function as a body for the body to be able to do what it does, you know, if it wants to do the, you know, dance that I can't do. Um, you, you, do, you, do you see that you have a part? Amen. Do you see that? And so let me get a little intense here, and, and I'm really kind of ending with this. If, if you don't have a role in the church, you're kind of like a missing piece of the puzzle, now, what happens, for those of you that uh, work on puzzles, you know, 100 piece, 500 pieces, 1,000 piece, whatever you guys, however crazy you are, <laughs> you get to the end, and there's like one piece that has hidden itself somewhere, and you, you're looking at, you know, the, the, the almost finished work, 
What is your response when, when somebody walks into the room and they see that? Is it, oh, that's so beautiful. It's where is that missing piece? Where, where are we going to find that piece? To, you know, because there's, a, there's something that's missing. There's something that's missing to, to complete the picture. So if, if my encouragement I'm, I'm, is, you know, if, 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 if you're not involved in the church and you're a believer and maybe you attend and maybe you're an even official member, but you're not involved in the church, you're that missing piece. And I'm just saying this morning, you make us more beautiful. <laughs> We need you. We need each other. If we're going to be relying on each other, then, you know, we need you. We need you. This, this, isn't, this isn't, let me tell you this. This isn't a plea to get you to fill some spots that we have on teams, you know, although I, I'm sure my, my team leaders would love me to do that every week. This is an opportunity for you to plug into a spiritual habit that will change your life. And, and honestly, you know, um, the, the further we go, too, this isn't just talking about serving in, uh, you know, here in the church. This is talking about serving in the, the church. We have, in fact, Destiny is known um, for all the parachurch ministries that we, uh, leaders that we have in parachurch ministries all across the city. We, we have people that are plugged in feeding the homeless, you know, during the week. We have people that are, are, are delivering um, linens to, to people in need through Love Incorporated. We have people that, um, you know, have a healing house that pray for people. Um, that, and they're serving and plugging in and they're being a piece of the puzzle, you know, outside of what's happening here. Um, so, you know, we asked the question, how do you get involved in the church? Attending is a part of that for sure, because I'm excited when you're here. Attending is a, is a, a part of that. We love to see your face and we're more beautiful when you are here. Um, connecting. And investing in others and serving. That's how I'd say it. You get involved. You attend, but you don't just attend. You connect, but don't just connect. You serve. And use your gift. Use your giftings. Walk in your gifting. So here's, here's the kind of the closing question. We're going to wrap this up. You know, are you attending? Yes, I'm here, Sean. I'm at the... <laughs> are you connecting? We've, been, we've spent a lot of time talking about that all this year, providing spaces for you to plug in, giving you opportunities to do that. And then are you serving? Do you have a role? Are you, are, you, are you doing that? Whatever it is, it might be a big one. It might be behind the scenes one where never, nobody ever sees you walk up on any stage or under any lights. You know, um, there's, there's just so many opportunities. And so, uh, again, hear me. I'm not saying that Destiny is the only place that you can serve. Dex, Destiny is, I'm proud of the fact that we have people serving all over the community. But I'm also proud of the fact we have a lot of places for you to plug in and do some real ministry right here. And so... If, if you would, would you allow me to just share some of those opportunities this morning? Is that okay? Now, if you're a visitor, you're, you're here for the first time this morning, um, you know, you can just uh, talk amongst yourselves this morning, or you can get excited about the opportunities that we have here to serve as well. But um, I just wanted to, to present some of this. This is something, I don't think I've done this since I've been here. I've talked about it. How many of you know, I, I just looked this morning. Um, I, I looked at Planning Center. Planning Center is a service that we use to um, schedule our volunteers you know that we had 32 different people scheduled through Planning Center this morning for just uh, this time that we had together this morning. 30 different volunteers that have plugged in to, to serve with making coffee, being on the worship team, doing the media, doing the video camera, doing sound, serving with the nursery and the children's ministry and counting the ties and welcoming people at the door. 32 different people. And there's a couple of teams that don't even use planning centers, so there's more than that. And that's just one morning. And so that's, a, that's, that's beautiful. I love that. And so um, the, I hope that we're the kind of church we, I, pull out the, in your bulletin, there's a white insert. 
that I want you to pull out, and we'll get to it in just a second. I showed this to all of our team leaders earlier in the week, and you'll see our team leaders' names listed underneath uh, each of the different uh, spots that you see there. Um, and I, Pastor Patricia saw this and in her comment. I loved it. She said, this is so awesome. There's so many opportunities for people to find the perfect match for them. And I hope that's the case. I hope, you know, we're the kind of church that has a place for you to plug in and do some ministry and get your hands involved in, in ministry, amen? Whatever that looks like for whatever your personality is and whatever your gift mix is. And so I, I just got to mention that this is, that's part of what the Finding Your Destiny growth track is about, um, discovering destiny, getting connected, and uh, finding your purpose. So if you haven't been yet, specifically, especially if you're new, um, I'd encourage you to join me. It's a series that we start um, every month we do this, uh, and it starts on the second Wednesday of every month. First Wednesday is Worship Wednesday, where we get together and we have worship, and this happens to be the second Wednesday this week. So if you want to jump in for step one, step two, and step three, um, the next three Wednesdays, come and, and sit with me. And so you'll find out about the heartbeat of destiny, what, why we believe what we believe, what we get excited about, what the whole Foursquare Church is about. You'll find out how to connect with what God's doing here. And the third day, I love this, it's my favorite one. We'll have some fun tests. We'll take, some, take a personality test and we'll take a spiritual gift test. And after we're done with that, we'll take a look at that and say, well, hey, you know, if you have an introverted tendency, maybe you're a little bit more quiet, a little bit more, um, you know, self, uh, your, your attentions are turning, it's, it's harder for you to, to be a social bug, you know, and, and, but you have a gift for serving, well, let's plug you into, you know, the moving ministry, or let's plug you into, you know, setting up or tearing down. Uh, but maybe, you know, you have a, a social personality, you're an, an out. Uh, how introvert, <laughs> extrovert. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> well, call it what you will. Um, and uh, you're, you have a gifting, your, your spiritual gift, one of your spiritual gifts is hospitality. So we'll, let's plug you into greeting people at the door. Let's plug you into the welcome team, you know, that, that greets people with coffee and takes them to their seat and gives them a tour of the facility. You know, so we want to help you make those connections. Pastor Brent, I love this. He used to always say this. It's not as much about using people to get jobs done. It's about using jobs to get people done, right? And so, yeah, we have a lot of jobs. We have a lot of tasks, but really it's not about that. It's about plugging you into ministry and opportunities for you to grow, for us to grow together. We rely on each other. And so, I so agree with that statement. I've seen it so many times as a youth pastor. You know, I, 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 over 18 years, I learned um, that if I wanted to, to really engage a student sometimes that just wasn't engaging and needed to take that next step in their spiritual journey, I would make up a role for them. You know, I would say, okay, son, you know, you, you, you've, you've been coming for a long time. You know, let's, I, I just want to honor you and you're in charge, you're the video game coordinator, cleaner upper, you know, <laughs> for, for Wednesday nights. And let me tell you, I would, I would watch this happen um, many times over, you know, you know put, them, put them in different spots of ministry, and you would see that young person walk in with confidence. <laughs> I am the video game coordinator, thank you very much. And you know what would happen? What I saw happen and this was kind of a, a, just a side thing that happened is their attendance, the, because they had a purpose. They were coming and they were being there every Wednesday because they wanted those video games to be organized and, because it was their job, right? And, you know, they would step up and say, you know, I have a role and a responsibility here and I'm a part of something that's bigger than me. And, you know, that ministry that happened tonight, I was a part of that because I was on a team that served to make all of this happen. 
And so they, I would see it time and time and time again, you know, um, those young men and women that plugged into just any kind of role would, would step up also in their spiritual growth. That's the way God designed it to happen. So the statement that you always hear when it, come, when it comes to work in the church or really orga, any organization is 20% of the people do 80% of the work, right? And I heard that this discussion was part of the Soul Tribe that uh, gathering that, that met a couple weeks ago. And, you know, that's not the way was church was designed to be, was it? The church was not designed to function that way. And so, you know, if you're, if you're walking and you're calling and you're gifting, then the nose is doing the nose job, Right? It's not getting a nose job. It's doing the nose's job, which is to breathe. <laughs> and the eye is doing its job. And the toenail is doing its job, which is covering and protecting, right? And, and, and what's better than walking in the fullness of all that God created you and gifted you and created you, the, your personality and your giftings, and you're walking in that. So you're walking around fulfilled and doing and what God has created you to do. And there's no missing pieces of the puzzle. Everybody's doing the work. Every part of the body is working with every other part of the body to do what the body was designed to do. And there's something beautiful that happens when that happens. Amen? We're better together. The body working all together towards the common goal of loving God and loving people. So your insert, I just want to close with this. And this may, may seem just really business-like or formal, but this is a spiritual practice so you're going to give me a little grace. I'm, I'm excited about the opportunities that you have to plug in here. And this isn't a teeth pulling thing like I need you to plug in or the, you know, the ship is going down. This isn't that. This is your opportunity to plug in to your, your church family here. And if you're plugged in somewhere else and doing you know, ministry outside of these four walls, we are going to be your biggest cheerleaders and say thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Um, and, and it doesn't matter if you're partnering with other churches, praise God for that. We're excited about that. That's, that's us being the, the part of the church body. You know, we, uh, we, we will champion and encourage that as long as that is happening. And we're excited about that. But I also don't want to miss the opportunity as your pastor to highlight um, so, so many teams that we have here um, we're, we're, that are looking for people to come and serve alongside them, Okay. So go ahead and pull out that insert real quick, and we'll end with this. So if you're looking to plug in on a Sunday morning, we've got uh, several opportunities. And then we have creative arts ministry teams. You'll see the first um, on your insert there. So we have our audio team. We have our media team. Thank you, Mike, this morning. Let's give Mike a hand. He's just standing there for all of us to apply. <laughs> we've, and we've got a camera person that, that uh, um, serves in that area. So uh, Pastor Derek leads that team. By the way, he is right now, as we speak, in motorcycle class this morning, getting his license. <laughs> Or is excited about that. Um, and uh, so is Bill Goujon. So we've got a couple of them that are going to be new writers here. Um, we have the photography and videography uh, team, uh, Pastor Pam leads. So we have lots of events around here. And, and so if, if I just call Pam up and say, hey, we'd like to capture this, she, she has a list of photographers and videographers that will capture that for us. If that's your gifting, uh, plug in with Pastor Pam. Of course, we have our worship team that serves up here. Um, and, uh, and I lead that amazing, amazing team. Worship is such a huge part of our DNA. And if you have a gift that way, we want to see you used in that way. And we have several different teams. Um, our Tuesday night harp and bowl team, um, you know, and, and, and even the teams that are going out to minister in the 10 America events. So um, you'll find a place to plug in. 
Our intercessory ministry team, um, we have after every service on Sunday morning, teams that come up here, and you have the opportunity as part of this team to pray for people's real needs, healing, deliverance, you know, whatever needs are met. Some of, the, some of them are praying with, you know, people after their first time recommitting their life to Jesus or committing even for the first time. So how exciting is it to be, to, to, to be able to plug into that? Um, you'll see some of these teams have asterisks. Um, for some of the more hands-on um, um, teams, we do have a requirement that you'd go through our growth track. We just want to make sure everybody's on the same page if you're doing some hands-on ministry type of stuff. That's important. Um, kids team, our next-gen ministry. Um, on Sunday morning, we have two different opportunities there. Um, Pastor Diane that is serving with our elementary kids and also our nursery. And we're looking for a nursery coordinator right now. You'll see, I think, about five different teams that are highlighted in green. On your insert, those are teams where we're currently looking for a team leader to take. Um, you have a gift to, to work with people, to schedule people, to get um, people working together. We have, a, we have a need right now for a nursery team coordinator. Um, so if you would be interested in that, you can connect with Pastor Diane about that. Um, Service-oriented ministry on Sundays. We have our coffee team. How many of you are excited about coffee? <laughs> you know, we get shouts for that one every, every one, every time. So... <laughs> um, if you want to come early and, and help make sure that everybody is caffeinated on Sunday morning, that is your team. Um, the finance counter team, we have teams that uh, assist in, in counting um, every Sunday after the offerings. They assist in um, working the devices up here for those of you that use cards. Connect with Linda for that. Um, we have a greeter team that... Uh, is at the front door that greets you when you arrive. And Bev is our team for that. She, she would really love to see more people on that team. We'd love to see uh, your smiling faces there. Um, and then we have a brand new this year with the um, addition of our welcome uh, wall. We have an amazing team led by Patty up here in the, the front row that is just there to meet our first-time visitors, give them a cup of coffee, take them to their seat, get to know their name, um, give them a Connect card. And so if you have that personality to just love on people, what a, again, what an amazing opportunity uh, to do that. Um, so all of these names, I've, I've given you their email addresses. Uh, you can also go to our website and go to the Serve page there, and you'll find all these, all these uh, leaders' information. You just click on it, and you'll have an email off and connecting with these team leaders. They would love to talk with you. Um, we have a need right now. We had a, a team that was developing for a safety first responder team. We think that's really important in the day and the age that we live in. Um, we need a team leader uh, for that. So if that's uh, your leaning, we'd love to talk with you. Um, and we have an usher team, those guys that help, uh, help you um, if you're, as, as a place uh, um, is growing with different things, finding your seat, uh, um, serving uh, offerings when we have a, you know, a second offering, those type of things, uh, if you'd like to serve in that way. Um, uh, Steve back there, Labs, is doing a great job of, of gathering, corralling whoever he can. He does an amazing job every Sunday. We'd love to have somebody to schedule um, our ushers uh, to serve in that way. So we're currently looking for a team leader there. Um, and then teams with a flexible or weekday schedule, um, we have a diff couple different opportunities for next-gen ministry there. On Wednesday nights, we have weekly gatherings for our children over in this room and our youth, our teenagers over in our youth ministry room. And those guys would love, I mean, what an opportunity to reach somebody before you have to rescue them, right? Um, so amazing opportunities to minister to the next generation. Our outreach ministries, I talked a little bit about this one. This is brand new. We're partners, partnering with Love Incorporated, Love in the Name of Christ, which is right down the street from us now, by the way. And um, Destiny's in partnership with, with Love Inc. to gather 
and deliver bedding, blankets, and new pillows to those that have needs. So Mana is uh, in charge of that. If you'd like to go out and be a part of the delivery crew, man, Mana would love to have you um, with her. And um, we're, we're actually, this, since this is so new, it's probably the first time many of you have heard about it. And we're also collecting those items. So if you want to donate um, blankets or, or new pillows and that kind of stuff, we're looking uh, to collect those as well. Um, what about Meals in Need team? We have, um, you know, when people are sick or in the hospital or, you know, they have personal family situations, we want to be the church and, and connect with them and, and provide meals for them. We'd love to have a leader kind of take that up. We, we do everything that we can to keep on top of that now, but we really don't have a team leader to do that. We'd love to see somebody step up for that. Um, we have a brand new missions team, which we're super excited about with uh, Pastor Lyle and Carol. This group gets together um, every month. And let me tell you, I'm, I'm super excited about um, what this group is doing. If you have a missions heart um, to go outside, not only of these walls, but to the whole world, um, these guys will get your blood pumping. Um, there, there's really some amazing, exciting things coming around the corner. Um, so plug in with them. And what about outreach? Our outreach team, Pastor Patricia. Many of you have uh, heard her, you've heard her share here on Sunday mornings, and you know that she goes out every Tuesday um, to be a part of, the, of what God is calling her to do, to go to the streets here in Rapid City, and what an amazing, amazing opportunity. And not only that, you have several people, she has several people in her group that God is birthing different ideas for, you know, what... Uh, um, you know, we, we can do in the city. So it looks, there's different things that are birthing within her team right now. And so if you have a heart to reach out and love people, get connected with her and, and we'll, we'll, man, we'll, again, we'll applaud what God is doing through um, the outreach of, of Destiny and through the leadership of Patricia. Get plugged in. Um, and then the, the last area here, I guess the second to last area, service-oriented ministry that happens um, all the time around here. We have a communion team. How many of you know David and Vicki? We were praying for David this last week, if you were here. Um, and uh, uh, so they, they lead our communion team. And so last week when, when David was in the hospital, if you hadn't heard, he, he went in Friday night. Uh, Vicki found him uh, unresponsive. They took him to the hospital. And he's been, they've been battling a, a severe infection um, that's been inside of him all this week. He's still at the hospital right now. Um, but um, last Sunday morning when we were praying for him, he woke up, which was a huge, 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 huge praise. A big, big, big deal. So he's awake, he's alert. I went over and visited with him on Monday morning. And if you know Dave, um, he was just himself. He was talk, 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 talking, which was so encouraging. And Vicki, she, she was here for service. And she said, I want to tell you something. You know, the, the, this, the message that you preached this morning, that's the, the church was all of that for, for us this week. You guys, you came and you blessed us, you ministered to us, you, you prayed for us. She, she, her comment was, I would not have David if it weren't for you guys right now. And so God used you guys to, for them to rely on this week. And, um, you know, she said that through tears this morning. So I wanted you to hear that. The, the, these are more than just teams that you serve on. She said, she said I, I had several of those different teams that you're talking about. They came and they, they, they ministered to me. They re reached out to me. These things that you're talking about, they're not just, you know, stoic kind of business, you know, teams. These are, these are ministry opportunities. And so let me just read these last ones. Um, they, they lead the communion team. If you want to be a part of serving communion once a month in different ways, um, you can do that. Our events team, we have several events that happen here at the church outside of a Sunday morning, um, weddings, funerals, um, 
parties, you know, we'll rent out some of the rooms and we just need somebody to be the point person for, the, for that. We're looking for a connect person to lead that. Um, Lyle is, is walking in his function on our facilities and ground team. He's walking around fixing this place up, man. He, so if you have those giftings, um, you can join him there. And we have a front office team where we have volunteers come in um, several, uh, once a week is, is the way we kind of have it set right now. A different volunteer Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And we currently have an opening on Friday. If you want to come in and just be the front uh, person um, at the Destiny office and serve in the reception office, there's an opportunity for you there. And and again, what amazing opportunities you have to to minister there. Um, David uh, Sprague is leading the the next two teams, our moving team. If you have some muscles and you want to use them, um, you can plug in. For those helping those that uh, have a need uh, that are either moving in or moving away or moving across town, um, and the setup and uh, takedown team serves by setting up before events and cleaning up after them. And the very last one I've already talked about this morning, um, our amazing connect groups um, that we have um, here at Destiny. We're just so excited. And if you want to be a leader um, of one of those groups uh, or a home group or something like that, I'd love to talk with you about that. Let's stand. Um, as we close, uh, you know, and we're closing out this series next week, I'm excited. Um, we're going to have a panel again um, of, of uh, I guess you'll have to show up to see who's going to be on the panel, but I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about who we, we have that's going to uh, be sharing about this. And you'll, so you'll get to hear from people in our church body about how they personally uh, spend time with God, how they, you know, their personal stories of, of, of giving uh, generously, their personal stories of what it means to carry the name of Jesus. And so next week, we're going to wrap this, this whole series up um, by having that discussion. Pastor Derek's going to lead that discussion. I know it's going to be good. But how many of you can, can sense just all of these things together, those small dominoes, those small decisions, those small habits that we make in our life can make a huge momentous movement forward for us and the kingdom of God. Amen. And so that's why we've been spending some time on this. Like I would say to my, you know, youth group kids, you know, don't graduate from youth group and graduate from God. I don't want you to leave here from this place having only fed yourself spiritually on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday morning. I want you um, feeding yourself and growing in who God has you to be all week long. Amen. So Father God, this morning, We're just so thankful to be a part of this family where you've called us to at Destiny, God. Um, and we love uh, being a part, or I love being a part of this community. Um, we, I just, I just want to um, say this morning that we want to be um, where you've created us to be. In our different personalities, Lord, and the spiritual gifts that you've given us, we want to be the ear and the eye and the nose and the, the arm and the leg and the, the big toenail, wherever you've created us to be, God to move and work together to do the work that you have for us in this body and outside of these walls as well. God, thank you that um, you're using us to partner with your work in this city and in this church. And so, Lord, we just, we just say with thankful hearts, thank you for inviting us in. Um, Lord, this isn't uh, just to fill spots on teams, but it's to do your work. Like Vicki said, my David is here because your church responded. So thank you, Lord, for using us. Thank you, Lord, for um, <laughs> choosing to use us, God. Um, we're so thankful. In your mighty name we pray. Amen and amen.